Hello, and welcome to episode one of the Knox Ten. I'm John Knox, and with me today, again, my illustrious younger brother, Rowan Knox, as well. Um, so, let's just kick things off with, uh, well, we're here, good conversation, and we've got good food, and for me, good drink. So, Rowan, what you eating? Uh, just some uh, tortilla chips and guacamole. I'm already almost done the guacamole. Yeah, he kind of started snacking heavy before we got into it. I myself, I'm having some uh, some uh, crackers, some vegetable crackers, and um, what is this uh, artichoke and asiago dip? If that's how you say it, really tasty stuff. Highly recommend giving it a try. And I'm having um, some Italian red wine. I would say the name, but I'm gonna butcher it so horribly that uh, I'm gonna spare myself. Mmm, those finger licking sounds are on. Mm. I love it. So, how was your week? Well, uh, it's been a crazy, crazy week for me. Uh, it's my first time really going through with intermittent fasting. Tell me, what is intermittent fasting? So, intermittent fasting is when you t uh, take a prolonged period of time without eating, and then you have a certain amount, a uh, certain time period. Uh, between eight to ten hours in the day that you can actually eat. Okay. So when when are you allowed to eat? And when are you not allowed to eat? Like how do you do it? Uh, uh, basically, normally I start off with uh, my workout in the morning, and then uh, try to make it to at least twelve o'clock before I eat something, and uh, then I have successfully. Completed my fast. And then you just can't eat after 10? Yeah. PM? Uh, for me, I try to do uh, 8 hours. Oh, wow. So uh, 12 to 8. Yeah, 12 to 8. So only an 8-hour period of a 24-hour day you can eat. Yeah. What are the benefits of intermittent fasting? Uh, the benefits are... Like, why put yourself through that torture? So what happens is you're actually increasing your metabolism uh, at, like crazy rate okay to a point where by the time you're eating your food it gets almost like metabolized instantly and that nutrients is absorbed uh way faster than you would if you were eating your regular meals breakfast lunch and dinner um it it helps with working out and gaining muscle which is what you're trying to do which is what i'm trying to do yes because uh i can absorb a lot more nutrients uh, and well, mostly protein is what i'm trying to absorb most of just to make sure that I get that muscle repair. Um, also, uh, when you are going longer without food in your system, your, your body only has one resource of energy and that's your long-term energy stores, which is your fat stores. So the only way to do that is, you know, well, you actually have to starve yourself a little bit, not completely, obviously. But you have to learn how to mix your physical workouts with your cardio workouts. That's a lot. Yeah. It's funny. People call um, gym people meatheads, stuff like that. But there's actually a lot of thought and research and intelligence that goes mm -hmm. into um, what you're doing and what you're, especially the changes based on what you're trying to achieve. Like, you know, whether you're trying to gain mass, cut mass, mm -hmm. gain muscle, cut fat, because, or just the difference of like, making your arms look bigger versus more toned. I'm sure exactly. it changes. Oh, for sure. There's definitely so many different strategies just to do 
uh, with whatever, like, if you're trying to make yourself look more toned or more big, you know, uh, you know, small weights to get shredded and big weights to get bulked up. And there are some fair rules, yeah, like yeah. that, yeah, cool. Right uh, there's definitely another, like, like, uh, I've noticed and like all the people, all the videos that I've seen of the people that do intermittent fasting, they all say like they are, they're kind of on edge. They have an edge a little bit <clears throat> and that's because they are, uh, it almost puts them in a bit of a hyper focus cause you're actually trying so hard not to eat for the first bit of it mm -hmm. that it's just like, it puts you in a hyper focus mode where your brain is just very stimulated. And it's just kind of like your th your th your thought process is a lot faster. You can th you you can think more efficiently. Well, it makes you smarter, man. Oh yeah, definitely. That's Actually, cool. I noticed playing video games too. Like <laughs> my performance was peak level. Bet your performance in a lot of things was peak level now. <laughs> nice man, that's awesome. That's good to hear. Yeah. Sounds like you've had a heck of a week starting that. I bet it's a bit of an adjustment on the mind and the body. Oh yeah, for sure. That's pretty cool. Good job, man. Awesome. Uh, my week's going uh, so far. Well, today is Thursday, uh, so it's going pretty good. Um, I've had a few days off, so awesome week. Um, I had a funny experience at my job where uh, I'm in sales, and I had completed it, or was about to complete a sale, so I'm at the part where basically uh, the, the customer is, uh, he signed the contract, uh, Romanian gentleman. We had a very pleasant interaction. It was pretty good. Um, and then I wrote my name on the contract because I am the, you know, certified sales associate. And he sees my last name. And he goes, oh, where are you from? Like, where's your family from? Right? Because I'm obviously super Canadian, uh, eh? And, you know, I tell him my background, like Irish, Hungarian, everything like that. And he goes, oh, gypsy. And he, I've never seen a man turn from so kind and happy to just completely just disgusted with me. And he just turned and just left immediately. Luckily, I got him to sign the contract before he went. <laughs> so this, I got the sale. But yeah, um, I experienced discrimination this week for the very first time in my life as a white privileged male. And it was different. Yeah. Uh, so interesting week for both of us uh, in different ways, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so uh, we have a bit of a skeleton of a structure now to the show, episode yeah. one. Um, so Rowan, um, at this segment, what I would like to do, if you don't mind, is we are going to ask each other any question, any question at all. And the other guy has to answer, honestly. Now, please don't ask me anything too personal. Uh, the sure. whole world can listen to this if they want to. Uh, you know, my grandma will probably be ashamed of me if you ask anything too intense. Sorry, grandma. Love you. Um, yeah, ask me any question. And I have to answer honestly. And, you know, depending on the question, maybe we'll expand on it a little bit. For sure. See where, uh, see where this takes us. This could be interesting. So, please. I haven't thought of uh, anything too, too entertaining just yet. But, uh, okay. uh, just to start off, like... Uh, what uh, what do you think is gonna happen to this Earth? Oh God! And like, let's say two, a thousand years. A thousand years. A thousand years. 
Oh, oh what do you God. think it's going to look like? <laughs> Why are you asking me this? I'm inebriated. Okay, so... Um, <clears throat> I think in 1,000 years from now, we are going to be still on Earth. Um, because it's more practical than trying to <coughs> also like spread our species to a different planet. I think in a thousand years time, it will still be more practical to stay on planet earth. Um, so that covers that question in my head. I think, wait, you asked how planet earth will be, not how we will be. Is that right? Uh, so I kind of misunderstood. Okay. So well, planet earth... no, it's kind of a wide, wide question. Okay. You can answer it um, any way you want. You can talk about humans. That's totally cool. I think in a thousand years, um, I have faith that humanity will have to, we're kind of like, you know how we're procrastinators. So mm -hmm. we're procrastinating, caring about the environment. Um, Big we're time. lazy, but in any situation, you know, your paper is due tomorrow. This work project has to be done tomorrow or anything like that. I think we will get, we get, we go into this crazy feral panic mode and we just get things done. You know, the paper's not going to be the best paper in the world. Uh, but I think that's what's going to have to happen. Unfortunately, I don't see humanity. I don't see us. I, I say to, humanity, but I think, you know... Like in regards to global warming? Yeah, the environment. Because you're talking about mm -hmm. how, the, how the world will look. So I guess my answer is we're going to screw it up pretty bad, but I think we'll get to a point where it starts to recover. So in about a thousand years, I think we will have figured out how to sustain human existence on Earth. Okay. Um... We're going to really badly damage the environment in about 100, 200 years. Polar bears probably be extinct. Yeah, but I think we'll uh, we'll fix it the best we can. Is it going to be different? Yes, but the Earth will recover. And uh, we'll be around. Um, and I think, yeah, I think as technology improves in some aspects, people will improve as well. We naturally have to, I think. As technology progresses soon enough, we will too. I think a lot of people are afraid that um, technology will surpass us and like AI, Skynet, whatever will take us out. But I think we will become a part of it. I think we already are. Like a Terminator type type ending where robots will take yeah. over? Yeah, but no, I think we'll upgrade. I think right. we'll use that technology in our brain becomes synonymous with it um yeah so where do i see you so you Earth think that in a thousand years i be, think it's going to be okay you think we're going to be upgrading our brains yeah like with technology yeah i thought about this a lot like <laughs> you're asking me more than one question this isn't fair uh but i'll i'll uh i'll answer it um because i was thinking about how the human brain um is so flawed the best example I'm going to use is memory. I can't remember where I put my key in the morning a lot of the time, right? Oh, yeah. And we think, oh, and like our brain goes to all these conclusions. Did someone move my key? Did I forget it at work? 
oh no, I couldn't have forgotten at work because I thought I unlocked the door, you know. And we spend all this time panicking and angry because we can't remember where we put our key. Um, imagine having something in your brain that makes your memory perfect. Like a hard drive, like video. Video on your phone is perfect memory. And then you can access that information in your brain, just like you can access a video that you record on your phone. Not only is that convenient for short-term memory, but I think our memories of our childhood, our memories as a whole, shape who we are. But if our memory is so flawed and we who and we are who we are based on all these flawed memories, mm-hmm. imagine how much better we'll be with a perfect memory. We'll have a more realistic, truthful view of ourselves and those around us because we remember everything for exactly what it is. Nothing more, nothing less. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a question now. Sure. Unless you have something to say. Well, what, what if, like, I know in a lot of... In- incidences people have very traumatic um events happen to them in their lives where their brain makes them forget Mm -hmm. things repression yeah so you're saying just to deal with it you know well i'm sure if we can make something that makes our memories perfect we could probably delete those memories as well true but then that's that's kind of scary like mm -hmm. someone could control our memories that's yeah well you know it kind of comes with the territory i think Wow. Um, okay, so... Wow, this has already been some... You asked me an intense question. I feel like I have to have a good follow-up. Because um, mine was going to be so much more uh, simple than that. Um, okay. What do you... Hmm. Oh, this is tough now. I really wish I had a glass of water. <laughs> okay. Uh, one second podcast. We are going to pause so that my brother can get some H2O. We'll be right back. Welcome back. We have returned. Really convenient because I had no idea what to ask you, but now I have an idea. So, Rowan. Yes, John? If you could remove any one law or create a law of your own what would you do and why wow now that's an intense question oh, whoa i could make my own law yep well technically we'll say a canadian like in canada because we're canadian all right now I could, pr- or you could get rid of one Canadian law. I don't know if there is a law that I I would want to get rid of. Okay, that's a good sign that our government's doing a good job. As far as I know, uh, I know I think the states should get rid of weapons. Whoa. Uh, hmm. We just lost all of our American subscribers, Rowan? Fuck. Fuck. What have you done? Sorry, not all American subscribers. About half. Okay, obviously, like, you know, people in the country, they have the right to wear, you know, to bear a gun in their home. But, like, not every house needs a gun. Maybe Chicago, you know, you might have a knife when you're sleeping. You know, you gotta sleep with one eye open all the time, you know. Chicago. Yeah, it's the murder murder capita. 
murder capital? I don't Chicago know. is like basically a state, man. Like, whoa. Man, I gotta take geography. Well, honestly, if you take geography, there's the rich states, there's the south states, which are like, you know, uh, the <laughs> racist states. There's the racist states, the rich states, there's Chicago, and then, well, what's on the right? Oh, yeah, the unknown states. We can call them that. <laughs> Your description of the states is so great, man. They're probably all shaking their heads right now. Like, this kid does not know what he's talking about. Oh, okay, so. Uh, anyways, back to law. I mean, like. This is this is kind of like genie in a bottle here. Can I like make a law where everybody has to like pay me money every day or something? No, like a law that you know that serves the people. A law that you think would would help serve the people. Yeah, like what would serve the people the most? Like getting rid of a current law or making a new one, and why? I should have clarified Ooh. the question better. Okay. I think it should be made legal that bikes can ride on sidewalks. Is that a federal law? I don't know. I think it's like a municipality thing. But that's still a good law, probably. Why? Because you think it's safer? I think in a lot of ways it is. Jesus. Or or if, or if they're going to add in that extra room for a bike lane, why not just put it beside the sidewalk and have that median of grass between the road? You know, I'm sure there are a lot of people listening that were thinking, this kid had the power to change anything he wanted, and he went with bikes on sidewalks. Well, just because, like, I'm a biker. I bike a lot, you know, right, right now. Right, yeah. That, that, you know what? That's true. People always think about, like, what benefits me, right? Exactly. That's true. All right. That's fair. That's a fair, fair answer. There's Let's a say, lot of crazy drivers out there, man. Like, it's true, especially in Canada. I've almost been hit by a car so many times. Like I've actually had a car. Do you think it's your fault though? Inch right. I, no, it wasn't. So it all was, these times, I was walking on a crosswalk, and it was, it was a walk sign. Oh, okay. <laughs> in the truck, the guy was not paying attention at all. He was driving a big ass truck, and he like flew right like an inch in front of me, man. Like I was so close to getting. Plastered by truck. Plaster shit. Like a transport truck or like a F-150? Like an F-250. <laughs> oh, God. What is an F-250? I don't know, cars. Mm -hmm. uh, pretty heavy-duty truck. <laughs> Oof. This is Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey. It's pretty famous. Hmm. Okay. So, should we continue the question thing? Like, maybe two more and then move on? Or It's pretty interesting. What do you think? Sure. How you feeling? You feeling good? I don't have another question yet. Well, oh yeah, it is uh, your turn. Um, well, here, have a sip of that, and then. All right, just a just a little sippy sippy, just to stimulate your uh, yeah brain cells. Maybe it'll help calm the nerves. Yes, we have a very very large audience that expects great things from us. So mm -hmm. You can never uh, fail <sighs> fail as a content provider. Here, how about you uh, wash that down a little bit? There you go. Cheers. Cheers, mate. <clears throat> ah, thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. Mm. All right. <sighs> question, question, question. Hmm. What kind of underwear do you wear? 
mostly boxer briefs. Well, actually, Why? I like, a lot of guys are really obsessed. I wear two two kinds of boxers. Okay. Right? So I got these nice loose boxers for comfort. For comfort, and like when I'm going to bed in nighttime. Right. And then like for activity, I got some like they're like semi spandex, so they're not too tight. That's what I'm wearing right now. But they're like you know yeah, keeping your job, junk yeah. all nice and together and not well, flopping all over the yeah, place. Yeah, like if you're going for a run, that that's that's bouncing. <laughs> oh yeah, man. I have you ever have you ever you had... ever seen the the start of the movie Juno? Yeah, when the cross country runners oh, yeah, that's so are bad. running, and yeah. all she can talk about is how she can imagine his balls dangling yeah, between yeah. Oh, yeah. his legs in those short short skimpy shorts yeah <laughs> have you ever had now i don't know if this is a real thing but i hear about it and i think i experienced it where like you're like running because I, sp- I sprinted once uh-huh uh and it was like a 200 meter dash race and after i was done like i was like okay i gotta go to the, i gotta go and everyone's wondering why and like my nuts just hurt so bad just like sprinting. I didn't hit anything. Uh-huh. Didn't run into anything. And the pain persisted for like a long time. Hmm. And I talked about it afterward with somebody. And they are saying like, you're, the two, like basically your testicles got knotted. Like a knot. Do I you, don't... Like on the inside. Do you think that's pot? Like, I always wondered if that was an actual thing. Because I'm telling you, man. It was uncomfortable for a while. Oh, and I don't know. I don't think because like if you get hit and if you get hit there, it hurts. Yeah, it hurts a lot, but oh, not yeah, but not for hours. You know. Yeah, not not a whole long time. I think the worst thing is I and I was like, wearing loose boxers. Oh yeah, so you can't wear you can't wear loose boxers. Yeah, I, learned, I learned my lesson after yeah. I got my nuts knotted. Uh, All it takes is one time to, you know, get your nuts knotted and then you, you never get them knotted again. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, okay, cool. <laughs> well, this has been a weird conversation. That's okay. It's good. That's what people want. Um, I think I've, when I was younger, I probably zipped up my nutsack a few times. Like, the, the sack or the... Like just this flap skin, you know, underneath. Like, Ooh. <laughs> oh. oh. That hurt. They... Me and every listener needed to picture that. Thank you. Oh, Thank fuck. you so that much. That hurt a lot. It was only like once or twice. Like like I said, it only takes a, about once to learn your lesson. Mm-hmm. It's part of childhood. Yeah. Just a sip. I'm just uh, giving him some fireballs and he's washing it down with my red wine. So that's what I'm doing. Two very contrasting flavors, eh? Oh, yeah. But it does the job. All right. Your turn to ask a question since I asked you what kind of underwear. Oh, you know what? Before our conversation, that weird conversation we just had about nuts, I did have a conversation, or a question. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember what it was. Oh, shit. I just dropped uh... If you could order one thing off of Amazon right now, anything, <laughs> anything, Whoa. what would it be? Oh, that's a good one. Um, 
You know, I don't know what's on there. Like, really expensive things. There's some freaking crazy expensive things on there. I've seen a tank on there for like $1.8 million you can order on Amazon. Like, who the fuck would order that? <laughs> like, Are you serious? Yeah. Is that like a model tank? Is it an actual tank? I don't tank? fucking know, man, but it was a tank and it was worth $1.8 million. Oh my god, I had to really think about this, dude. Um, a tank. I wouldn't order the tank personally. Well, I mean, you could sell it though, and there's okay. See, that's, that's the boring that's thing. True. Oh. The first thing that popped in my head was okay. So, okay. the first thing that popped in my head was the most valuable thing possible, so that I could sell it. Right. That's smart. But let's just say, for the sake of having something cool, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Hmm. That's a that's really difficult, dude. Thing is, I'm a pretty happy guy. Like, there's not a lot of things I think about that I that I want. I guess well, one thing I, I want is uh, a beast of a computer, but I feel like it's kind of a lame answer. I think most people want a beast com- computer. Yeah, most people. Not a lot of people value computers. Like, I you know, it, any millennial that is into games or yeah, whatever. And and and, but honestly, for so many reasons, like. Uh, Videos, uh-huh. video editing, you need a good computer for that. Oh yeah, true. Better podcast recording, you need a good computer to do that, you know? Um, properly edit it to do production, add production value to the content I hope to create. Um, no, you know what? Either a computer or just an awesome camera. Hmm. Like a really high quality camera? Yeah. I went to film school, so okay, I could actually, you know, use it right. Take some pictures so many, of me and so many post them on a modeling website. Sure, buddy, <laughs> uh, you gotta pay me. Uh, but yeah, I could, you can arrange that. Um, what? But no, um, no family discount. Family price increase to deal with you. Gosh. Um, in a professional environment. Um, no. Um, yeah, definitely. I would say a high quality video camera. Because I think I could really bring <laughs> a lot to the porn industry. Um, yeah, just... with your big, massive bear cock. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> you know, I just I've been I've been thinking about it. And you kind of look like Harry Potter. <laughs> you got to start amateur, you know. Uh, man, no, no, uh, camera. I'm good at using the camera. I'm not going to rely on autofocus like most people on the internet. I could make some pretty cool stuff, I think. Got the creative brain for it. Yeah. Thanks for the question. That was good. I like that one. That was interesting. <sighs> Thank you. Um, okay, let me shoot one back at you. Um, what is the single worst experience you've ever been through? <laughs> oh, okay. So, actually, you know, this just popped in my head first, so I'm just going to say it. It's actually like... A long time ago, and it's funny I remember this, probably because it was probably one of the worst experiences I've ever had. I was like seven years old, and I used to live in a co- in the complex, Belvina Drive in Goderidge, oh, with you. You can't tell the viewers this, they'll track us down, I'm kidding. It's okay. It's okay, we moved. Yeah, but, but then they can, you know, they can do that CSI, oh, like, oh, CSI they shit. were here once, and I don't know how it works. <laughs> 
I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, well, if we get rich off this podcast anyway, we can just move into like you know some secret location. Yeah, but then when you get rich, you gotta like pay for security. So it's like you know you're kind of trapped. When you're rich, you're trapped in the, the lifestyle, and then you gotta keep do, making a lot of money just to get by. You know, I don't like I that. Suppose. Like your uh, upkeep gets higher. Yeah, that's true. I guess. Uh, all right. Anyways, back to the story. So. I was probably about six or seven years old. No, maybe, yeah, seven. Seven, six to eight. Anywhere from six to eight, probably seven. And I was in, we had this giant backyard where all the houses connected. Their backyards all connected. Mm -hmm. And all the kids were having this giant wrestling match. And we were all fighting each other, just throwing each other around, whatever. Was I there? I don't know if you were there. I can't remember. And then my one friend, Shannon, her older brother, who was like 14 or 15 or 16 at the time. Anyways, he seemed really big compared to me and a lot older and a lot stronger. How old were you again? <clears throat> like seven. Right, okay. <clears throat> and I was throwing kids around and then all of a sudden I just get fucking picked up by my underwear. And oh. he wedged like atomic wedged me like, oh, holy cow, man. Like, my oh. undies were far up me arse, man. Oh. Like. <laughs> God. That is. It's just so hard for me to picture that because like, you're like a titan. <laughs> it was brutal <clears throat> and painful. So the worst thing that's ever happened to you was a atomic wedgie. Probably. I was crying a little bit. Yeah. yeah I, I, uh, I, you know what? I do remember that. And I remember you My crying. mom. I remember mom. She, yeah. My mom actually... Our mom, I guess. She actually came out the back window and was yelling at the kid, like, super pissed off. Like, put him down! Yeah, she was, um, uh, yeah, powerful. She is a powerful Irish woman. You don't, uh, she'll strike fear in your heart. She'll protect her children. Her yeah, she will. Love you, Mom. Um, wow, man, that's traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty brutal. You, uh, any worst experiences? Uh, throw my own question at me. Um, hmm. Um, you know, I think I've got, like, a lot of stuff, just nothing that really stands out. Um, a lot of it's pretty equal. Alright. But, hmm. Probably when I was, I was with a good friend of mine, who I hope comes on the show soon, uh, David, and we, there was a place we used to like in the town we lived in when we were kids, Goderich, um, beautiful beach town, and if you go beyond like the public area of the beach, things like that, you get to a lot of big hills and ravines, and it was pouring rain for about a week. And so on the first day that it's not raining, David and I have the great idea to go to these big hills and ravines that are just basically mud at this point. Pure mud, right? And I remember we tried climbing a hill, and the hill was fairly dry because the hill was facing toward the sun. 
But once you go past the hill over to the other side, the sun's not hitting that. It's in shade. So it's basically still pure mud and, uh, you know, we wanted to go exploring. Um, and I remember we tried to cross uh, to another side to get to kind of a flat ground area that we used to hang out in. Uh, a little forested area, very private, very cool, good view. Um, and I remember stepping in and just instantly going up to my waist deep in mud and I was still sinking. And it, I remember trying to lift my legs out and feeling the weight and the sensation of, I'm sinking, I can't move. And for the first time in my life, I think I was around like 12, the thought went through my head, this is it. You're done. You are going to die. I'm not even kidding. I felt myself begin to cry and panic and just this wave of negativity just wash over me <laughs> as mud is coming over me. And, you know, I get up just like past my belly button probably. And we're thinking, no, man, like, fuck this, fuck this. I'm like, David, David. And he's like, what? Because he's, uh, you know, maybe like four meters from me, but we weren't really Jesus. looking at each other. We weren't oh, really paying attention because it was fast, right? Yeah. And he looks over. He's like, oh, my God, dude. And I think to myself, okay, no, like this can't, you know, this, is, this isn't it. I'm, I'm, and just a pure adrenaline, pure anger come over me. And I remember just, I don't know how I did it. Somehow I just kind of moved forward and grabbed a branch and just pulled myself out. Um, but that, that, that experience of sinking and thinking I can't move, being paralyzed uh, with fear, it was just awful. Um, but also very empowering that I pulled myself out. But it was scary. Yeah, that is, that's, and, uh, uh, that's pretty, uh, pretty scary. And it, it was so funny because I went through that and I get out and I see Dave and he's like, dude, dude, dude. And he's crying. I'm like, what, man? What? He's like, I lost my shoe. My mom just bought him for me. She's going to fucking kill me, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it's okay, David. It's okay. I'm awesome. I can do anything. And I, uh, I went to the mud pit where he almost like, you know, where he lost his shoe and he went like leg deep in, but only one leg because he was smart, unlike me. Um, and... I remember I could see like the hole where his leg went in and it was starting to like fill. Uh-huh. And so I remember I stuck my arm in and I, and I actually got my head went like halfway into the mud as well because I'm feeling for a shoe. He's like, dude, you don't have to. It's okay, man. It's gone. John, like, what are you doing? He's like, let me hold you or something at least. And I remember I found his shoe and just slowly pulled it out of the mud. And I, and it just looks like a big glob of mud that I pulled out, like a big like rock almost. Uh-huh. And I remember like, pulling it on he's like is that it and I like shake it off and he's like John you know 12 year old David who thought his parents were going to murder him when he gets home he's like you're my hero man because <laughs> <laughs> oh, he gave up on getting that shoe yeah oh. it was pretty good rough day but you know it's oh funny now but back then it was horrible and I was like I'm never doing this again I can't believe you brought me out here after it rained it was such a stupid idea I'm so oh. mad at you yeah but uh yeah, almost died, man. Or at least I thought I almost died. Like, yeah, I was thinking pretty fast, so that, that uh, probably tops it off for me. NZT really kicked in. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Okay. I'll ask you one more question. 
All right. And then you do one more for me, and then we'll probably move on. Sure. Um, all right, so... My second question was a total capo, so let's do something a bit better. Uh, hmm. Alright, let's do like a... You know, let's do the same thing, but flip it. What is like the best thing you've ever experienced? Like, <sighs> or just one, like one of the best days? Besides maybe. losing my virginity? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a story that a lot of us know, because a lot of us have been through that one. But just say, like, for Rowan, like, for you, man, what's one of your best... Best moment. <sighs> or day, whatever, whatever. Just the happiest you've been. What pops in your head first? Go. Happiest I've been. Oh, this is a hard question. That's why we ask him. Uh, nothing is coming to All right, mind. so while you think, let's go on our second break, get some more refreshments, and uh, we'll be right back. And we are back. Thank you for your patience, though it was literally no time at all for you. So, Rowan. Uh, back to the question, which was... Uh, a happy experience for me. I wouldn't say it's probably the most happiest experience I've ever had, but one of them that I can really think of uh, was actually back when I was going out with a girl. It's always and about the ladies. It's always about the ladies for me. I'm a little bit of a you know a hopeless romantic that way, you know. That's fair. Uh, one time uh, we got back to her house and. Uh, her mom decided that uh, she wanted chocolate chip cookies, and it was like kind of late at night, and we're like, "All right, we'll make chocolate chip cookies together." So uh, it was really, it was just like so fun. We had all this, all this fun, you know, because the whole time I was like putting like cookie dough on her face and melted chocolate chip on her face after you know we had started eating the cookies. And it was just so funny because we were wrestling, trying to like make this cookie dough. And she was getting so pissed off at me for like not, you know, being completely, uh, uh, not doing everything the way she wanted. It was just so funny because she couldn't stop but laugh even though she was, she was getting pissed off. And it was like, it was almost like... Wait, right, her mom or... or... No, <laughs> the girl. I know, I just... Yeah, her mom was so pissed off. Honestly, her mom was passed out watching a movie in the in the living room, That's and cute. her sister could probably hear us. But it was it was like right out of like a romance movie. I was about to say that, but you know? I still have this giant smile on my face. Just like, like right out of that, a romance yeah. movie, it was like the oh. romance was there. Like it was like love. You know what I mean? It's it's a powerful thing when that stuff can happen in real life, yeah. Uh -huh. But it's genuine and it not forced. It was genuine, so. exactly. Like, we didn't even expect to make chocolate chip cookies that day. Yeah, that's that's you the know? best things that can happen. You know, you can't force the the best things in life. Mm -hmm. And we try to replicate those experiences, and they're mm -hmm. never the same again. Yeah. That's awesome. It's pretty awesome, too, because, like, she had 
she had forgotten for a while after that I had put mel melted chocolate chip on her face and she was walking around for like quite a while after with chocolate chip and you didn't on say her anything. face and I didn't say anything. It's awful and I'm also <laughs> proud of you. Well done. Um, okay, nice. I like it. Good answer. Very good answer. Thanks. No problem at all. Now it is your turn. I pass the torch to you and as I pass the torch... I passed the fireball. Oh, I'm good. I got. Oh, okay, I'm sure. Good. You got your glass there. Yeah. I get it. Only men can drink. I'm just kidding. Oh, I've had some pretty bad experiences with the fireball. You know, I've got a lot of friends who say the same <laughs> thing and they can't drink anymore. The smell makes you like nauseous. Is that I a think thing? It was for me for a while. Like I like just the smell. I oh, could cinnamon? not. Like it honestly made me want to puke just the smell. But like now, I think I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Because, like, clearly I just had some sips of it. Mm -hmm. It still doesn't probably taste as good as the first time I had it. Mm. But it's still pretty good. Yeah. It's just cinnamon hearts and alcohol to me. So mm -hmm. it tastes like, yeah. Would you like cinnamon hearts? Which was You'd one, like Fireball. One of your favorite candies, I think. No, I hate cinnamon hearts. <laughs> really? But I love well, the for some reason. You did love the, the fire cinnamon gum, though. For sentimental reasons, for sentimental reasons, more than not dentine. Was it dentine? I forget what brand did that. It's what. Do you ever see that anymore? I used to see that all yeah, the time. It's the red one. I don't see it anymore. I guess or dentine or whatever it's called. Dentine, I think it is. But no, I uh, I love that because uh, my dad loved it, and he always had it in his car, and so he'd he'd have a he'd have a piece, and he'd ask me if I wanted one. I'd say sure. I never liked it much, but it was just. You know, I'm having gum with my dad. For sure. I don't yeah. know why I loved that as a kid, but just I did. one of those moments. It was. I just, I, Sentimental moments. I tried to uh, to mold myself to be like him for so long. I sure. looked up to him a great deal. Well, I think... You yeah. know how it's like that, that thing, if someone asks you, like, who was your, your biggest hero? Mm -hmm. For so long, I would have said my dad, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Me too. I think... Yeah, I think our... Dads are like ultimately one of our biggest role models as, as soon as we come into the world. Um, especially you mean, you mean for everybody or just for us? I think for for most people. For a lot, yeah. For like a lot of people, obviously. There's you know the the account of people that you know don't have dads or or a lot of dads suck. Yeah. But yeah, no. For for you and I, for sure, they were a big part of it, and yeah, I wanted to be like him mm -hmm. so much. Yeah, I think my dad just. He had a way of kind of winning make, you over, winning me over, and kind yeah. of making me worship him a little bit. My dad never tried, and I think that's what made it work. Hmm. And to this day, he's one of my best friends. Well, that's good. Yeah. You know, you uh, you go through those parts of life. You know, as you grow up and as you become an adult yourself, you see that your the people you look up to are in fact flawed. You know, meet your, meeting your heroes, they say, and uh, it was hard to uh, accept that. My dad wasn't the perfect guy. I always thought he was, or the guy that I looked up to. Mm -hmm. um, I think I'm still having trouble accepting that. Yeah. Um, Just because I had put him on such a high pedestal that it was like, as soon as I started... Well, if you think about it, you're just becoming a full man now. Yeah. So it is fairly recent for you, yeah. Mm -hmm. But... You know, I, I think if one thing that I can take from, from it is I, I hope that 
if I ever have a son or a daughter, um, that I they look up to me the same way. I would love that. For sure. Who doesn't want to be looked up to like that, right? And But it also makes me want to be better, too. Uh-huh. Definitely. I want to uphold myself to the standard that they would see me at. Um, yeah. I think my dad was a very fun parent, and that's that's really what I... I want to be fun, but at the same time, I, I think I want to focus a little bit more on healthy parenting skills. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and just... I don't know. I I definitely want to be there, like, 24-7 for my kid. You know what I mean? Like, obviously it wasn't my dad's fault. You know, my parents got separated. Our parents got separated. And then my dad was living an hour and a half away. Mm -hmm. So it was, like, next to impossible to see him every day. Mm -hmm. So, So he wasn't there for a lot of things in my life. And I, like, I don't blame him for that at all like i don't have an issue with that but i just think that i for me if i was a dad i would want to be there 24 7 for my kids seeing every like trying to like see them grow up you know know, that gets that gets tough think of it this way like distance and work life and time make that so hard um you know and i i I think as a kid, I wondered why mom wanted to move so far away a lot um, because it did cause that rift. She mm-hmm. chose to make that rift, right? Yeah. Um, sometimes I still wonder that, but I don't think I resent it or anything. But you know what? Maybe one day I'll understand. Um but yeah, no, I thought about the same thing. Like, I was uh, really big into theater for a while and acting. Uh-huh. And uh, my dad never made it out to a single show. And I asked him, uh, because of distance and time, or the constraints there, right, you know? Mm-hmm. And part of you thinks, well, why can't you make the hour and a half drive and drive back out and have late and go to work tired one day. I guess for your son, but you got to be careful about your expectations too. For sure. The worst thing is, you know, (laughs) I think a lot of kids have experienced this, like, like Christmas morning, expecting you're going to get a certain gift and then not getting that gift. And then you just like freak out at your parents. It's like a life lesson. Yeah. That's how you learn that. Yeah. I think that's That's why. Christmas. So I got it. Yeah, yeah. like Christmas is really important just for that reason. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Being I'm thankful <laughs> for what you have. <laughs> yeah. My kid, I'm going to have my kid write down a list of stuff he wants or she wants. I'm Don't not going to give him anything. Any <laughs> just one Christmas, just once. Just so that they oh feel, God. you know. Yeah, when they turn like 13 or something and they're a moody <laughs> teen. And they have yeah. that expectation because they've, got they've gotten what they want for 12 years, right? Yeah. So the 13th year, you just, oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, that's sadistic almost, but I kind of love it. Oh, God, that's amazing, man. Uh, all right, so do you have one more question for me, or should we move on? Uh, I say, you know, let's move on. All right, sure. So, uh, the next s- segment of the show is Tell Me a Story. 
So, roll one. It could be anything. It could be a story you've heard, something you've experienced yourself. All right. Um, tell us a story. Entertain us. Take us on a journey. A journey to the time where I was extremely inebriated. Don't stop believing. All right, well, back in uh, grade 11 or something. So what? give us a year and how old were you? Because that could be different for different people. 2016. How old were you? 17 years old. 17-year-old Rowan. Here we go. Quite the youngster. Hormonal young man. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was at a party. Was at a party. Hormonal young man at a party. I know where this is going. And, uh... So I was pretty, I was actually extremely intoxicated, you know, <laughs> I had, Horrible. 17 I had old drank a lot. I oh, used to God. go hard and, uh, <laughs> back when I was young, back I in the day, <laughs> the prime of his life, 17 years old. <sighs> I was actually at a, like a sink, just like guzzling water, you know, like putting back cups of water. Cause I was. Just barely hanging in there. And then I make it... I remember seeing, like, this native kid. Whoa. Okay, let's not let's not include rate. No, I'm kidding. It's not <sighs> just be careful. Yeah. But, or... You're just yeah. describing what you saw? Yeah. It's okay. He was... All right. At the front door, like this... Well, actually, I thought it was... You were um, in the bathroom. How did you see him at the front door? I, no, I was actually in the kitchen. Oh, and the, sorry. And the I just imagined room, a bathroom. The living room is pretty close where the front door is. And okay. I remember kind of walking to like the little hallway area where like sure, sure. it yeah. connects okay. the kitchen and the living room. Sure. And there's the front door. And I thought it was actually my friend's younger brother because the person that was hosting the party was native. Okay. And uh, I'm like, what's he doing outside? Like, isn't it his bedtime or whatever? And because I swear I just saw him in his PJs. Because his brother was pretty young, but then it turned out the kid at the front door was actually in, like, grade 9 or something. So about 14. Yeah. Okay. And so 14-year-old native at the door. Yeah, and he was, like, trying to get in. And and then, like, they two more of them just ran in. Like, into the house? Into the house. Whoa. Grabbed uh, the mother's work phone and, like, her, some other valuables. But her work phone was, like, I remember being the most important. Uh-huh. And I was like, what the heck is going on? Like, these kids just, like, stole your phone. And she's like, and uh, the host's mom was freaking out. Like, that was my work phone. I need that for work. And so I remember going out back, and I remember seeing... Intoxicated Rowan chasing the thieves. Well, I, I wasn't... I didn't go to the front door. I went to the back door to tell my best friend Mateo what was happening. And he was actually being taunted by a kid on the other side of the fence who was like... The same age, pretty young. Whoa. And Mateo was about to, like, go and start fighting these kids. I'm like, all right, Mateo, you just, just calm down, relax, come back in. And, like, I saved him probably from getting beaten because it turned out there had been, like, 25 kids there. 25? There was, like, a whole herd, like, just purging the streets, man. Whoa. And uh, they ended up knocking on a door of a, a house that was like across the street a little farther up like not that farther like two or two houses down across the street and they pulled a guy out of his house they had bear mace pepper sprayed him 
And like he was on the ground in the middle of the street just beating they were all beating him up. And I was just like, oh my god, like we have to do something. That guy's gonna like possibly die. And um Dion was like our like the host of the party just turned like 19 and he could like he could have been um if he did anything to any of those kids, he'd give him a trial for an adult. Right. So he was really he was really scared to do anything. <laughs> and, That's his excuse. And I was just I remember just being like really intoxicated and I ran up to the herd of kids. And I was just like, I yelled at the top of my lungs, like a deep voice. And I was like, back the fuck up. <laughs> and they all just like scrambled. And I was just like, and I ran to that guy. And then and I was just like, oh man, are you okay? And then like Dion comes up to me, the host of the party. He's just like, man, I can't believe that worked, Rowan. Like, <laughs> and I was just like really happy because like what? I could have possibly what, saved that guy what life. happened to the guy like what, what did he was he like messed oh. up uh he, he wasn't like he wasn't too bad i just he his eyes were really really red because like bear mace is toxic shit man like i don't know if you ever smelled it it's horrible like it's actually a lot worse than what they portray in the movies jeez <sighs> yeah Poor guy. Yeah, it was horrible, and like they had to like take the hose and water out his eyes. Like, man, good on you brutal. for saving him, though. That could and have been way worse. I yeah. was just like, oh my. Hey. And I sobered up like in an instant in that moment. You you're know? like a drunk superhero. Well, when your like adrenaline is rushing like that, I think it just sobers you up, honestly. It's true. Yeah, I believe that. <sighs> nice. Yeah. I don't know if they ever got the work phone back, sadly. But, uh... Wow. Yeah, that was crazy. They were, like, purging, man. Like, it was the legit purge movie in real life. Yeah, but it's, like, purge movie. The 13-year-old edition. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of little kids beating on a guy. <laughs> They're throwing some freaking tough kicks and punches, man. Jeez. Uh, you know what? 13-year-olds are pretty scary, actually. It's uh, Don't underestimate them. Oh, yeah. They'll make you feel horrible about yourself. Uh-huh. Being 13 was awful in school. Like, people are, I don't know, just some 13-year-old kids are just the epitome of evil. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's insane. <laughs> you know, hopefully we can get uh, some of your other friends on the podcast one day. And yeah ask about that some more that's pretty cool sure i mean it's not cool but it's cool i mean it's, it's, it's a good cool story it makes for a good story yeah. yeah that's a good story well thank you for that all right you're up oh dear god um how do i follow that up what's what have i done in life that was almost as interesting um well i have, I have a bit of a bit of a different story uh, but it's the first thing that popped in my head I was 18 and I was moving uh, I was moving and I had this giant collection of Lego I Lego was my everything as a kid it was the toy for me Right before the era of video games was like huge. Like I, there was like PS2 for me. I grew up with that system. Um, 
and like Halo 1, you know. But Lego was still the ultimate, um, the ultimate thing. Especially Star Wars Lego, huge Star Wars fan as a kid. And I never let people, t even when I had friends over, I was kind of mean. They'd want to play with it and do things with the toys. Oh, yeah. And I'd be like, don't touch that. I remember that. That's got to be positioned in this certain way, like in the movie. I was that kid. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Um, you know, in hindsight, I just... Good that you recognized it. Oh, yeah. Well, now, yeah. <laughs> years later. Um, but anyway, um, I just... We were moving, and that was one of the last things that I was moving down the stairs. And I was in an apartment building with my dad. And I was kind of, I was moving out, actually. So this is me moving out from, um, from my dad. And he was moving as, as well, elsewhere. And I remember we left our TV stand in the lobby of the building for someone to take. And as we kind of left it there and we were walking away, I heard a voice say, Oh, uh... Can you help me take this upstairs? I could really use this. And it was um, a man that could barely speak English. He was Indian. Just brand new to Canada. And so I looked out at my dad and I looked at the guy. I said, you know, sure, I'll help you bring it back up to your to your apartment. Right? It turned out that his apartment was right across from ours. We just didn't see him. And so I help him bring the, the TV stand in his place. You know, I'm 18. I'm thinking about going to school and... Insecure about my opportunities, insecure about the money, insecure about what I have in life, if I can make it through. That's kind of where my head was at. And I go in this place, and it's just an empty apartment building. There's some groceries on the counter, and there's three kids on a mattress in the living room. And the three kids were just so happy and full of life. And I remember looking at them thinking, how are they so happy? Um, and I go back in my place after I help him move, and I look at the bin of Lego, and I thought, I have to. And it, that's probably about $2,000 worth of Lego and collectibles and stuff, some of it unopened. And I just gave it to the guy, and I said, give this to your kids. Your Star Wars Lego? All of it. Holy cow, I, didn't, I, I never knew that, man. Yeah. I am. I cried <laughs> in the elevator by myself. I was on my way down to my dad. I cried. Man, it was so hard to let go of that, but I felt like I had to. That's so awesome. That actually just gave me shivers. Yeah, uh, one of the best things I've ever done. I think. Well, it seems like we're about to run out of time. Yeah. Well, we're close to our hour, so thank you for uh, riding along this journey with my brother Rowan and I. I'm sure Rowan will be back soon. I'm not sure about the next episode. Um, I'm happy to have you on, as always, man. Um, but you'll definitely be hearing from us again soon. So uh, stay tuned, and uh, hope to see you again soon. Bye-bye.